One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. It is news and such. More such than news on today's show. Sharman, Dunlop, Forrest, Brennan, DJ Melody, otherwise known as, as JC's here today. Um, no longer still. He's still uh, on a boat somewhere on the ocean near New Brunswick. Uh, but listen, it's going to be a fun show today. Over the past few months, there's been one man that we've had in our sights more than any other. A man that the people have been crying out to hear from. A man in such demand a man burdened with so much of what our sport needs that he's been almost impossible to track down. And when we did, he just fucked us over and stiffed us. However, today is the day that the prodigal son returns to Footy Prime. From Sacramento, California, Daniele Dicchio is back. Deech, you look clean-shaven. Hello, fellas. I'm very, very well. Thank you. I'm actually in Charleston, South Carolina at the moment, fellas. So that's the only reason I'm talking to you motherfuckers. So, so you had about five minutes to celebrate before you got on a plane and flew right across the country to play the Charleston Battery. Literally, the boys, well, as you know, like the boys celebrated really hard afterwards and rightly so. And um, for some reason, our team manager thought it would be a great idea to put us at the airport at 6.45 the next morning. So... He got a lot of stick, and we had a journey of death yesterday from Sacramento to Denver, a little layover in Denver, and then Denver to Charleston. So we left Sacramento, I think, I think it was an 8.30 flight, and we got into Charleston last night at 9.30 in the evening. So, Ooh. yeah, and you can imagine. Jesus. And you play tomorrow? And we play tomorrow evening, yeah, uh, Saturday evening in Charleston. And the team manager's in the closet right now? Uh, it's, it's actually strange because the team manager does not travel with us, Jim, which kind of coincides <laughs> affects our uh, travel because he doesn't give a flying fuck well, what plane we're on, where we're traveling, what times we're at the airport. So <laughs> I would kill him. <laughs> yeah, there's a few, a few of the players that want to kill him, but no, they're, they're a good group. The boys are a good group. Um, they understand that we've got to get back to our league form. Um, we've got a lot of games in hand, but as you know, games in hand don't really count unless you're picking up points. So 
Um, they're a good tight group. They understand that the celebration is done now, and now we've got to get on with this game uh, for tomorrow evening. Yeah. Hey, Dietz, a lot of time people don't realize how difficult it is having games in hand. They think it's it's beneficial. It's better that way, but the games come thick. They come quick. Yeah, you know, it's it's they're tough. They're really tough to keep picking up points when you're in that situation. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like for me, when when people say, and it's normally supporters say, "Yeah, we got two free games in hand," but they don't understand that you got to play Saturday, Tuesday, and possibly yeah. Saturday again, and you might have to travel three or four hours or when we were back in England, Jim, we might have to travel to Norwich on a Tuesday night, but we're playing in Sunderland. So that has an effect to you as well. And yeah. form counts as well. So you might be good in the cup as we've been, but um, if you're not picking up points at home, like wins at home or points on the road, then it starts to calculate and your, your, your games in hand really add up to nothing if you're not picking up points. So we know that it's, it's part of our season that we have to get back on track. Um, the, the, the players have been great. We're, we're having to rotate the team a lot. Um, I really don't know how the Champions League guys and the Europa League guys do it because now you're, you're starting to see the real effect as a coach in having to, to manage players, manage their loads, manage their times with like distance travel, like travel on the planes, the yeah. recovery days. It's, it's just, it's all gone very scientific now, Jim, compared to a pint of Guinness after the game. And yeah, we'll see you at the training ground in a couple of days for our next game. Yeah. Okay, listen, I, I got to jump in here. Let's, just just for some listeners who might be new to, to the show because, uh, and I'm wondering who this serious professional sounding person is. All right. Because, because since Beach left and Jimmy came aboard, now our numbers have gone through the roof. Not saying there's any connection there, any correlation, but they just have. <laughs> <He's such a laughs> right. So, so, so Deech <laughs> is uh, uh, was with Free Prime for those that don't know for, for a long time, couple of years actually, and then he he just ditched us and followed his dream to the states to coach soccer at Sacramento, where where in his first season as assistant coach, his team's on this ridiculous MLS. Open Cup run. It's just just crazy beating San Jose, beating the LA Galaxy, beating KC. So USL team just bossing MLS team. So first of all, congratulations, Deech. We are, all joking aside, very happy for you. We've been following Sacramento pretty closely, actually, on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. But forget all that. Forget all that for a second now. Forget life in California. How, how badly have you missed us? On a scale of one to ten? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, what look at it? them all they're all leaning in to... <laughs> I'm leaning out <laughs> we know the real answer but you can tell the listeners whatever you want Deech. No, I'd say about three and a half to be quite honest um... ah, alright I'll take that be honest be honest Deech. how many times have you been back to Toronto since you left once <laughs> oh, you once. have been back once have you okay just the once yeah. alright fair enough I had to come back literally to pick the kids up because um, my missus ended up driving across from Toronto to Sacramento because the dogs were not allowed to travel. So the only way we could get them across to California was by driving. So she and my daughter, Alessia, drove all the way across. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm driving across America. I've done enough bus travel across Europe and across America. Um, so she was happy in doing it and uh, I took I bought the boys back I, I think I arrived on a Friday and I left back uh, on a Sunday because we had to be back in training so that was literally the only time I've been back in Toronto 
But going back to missing you guys, I've got to say, like, the banter level here in the United States compared to uh, Canada and England is at a different level. They just don't understand banter here, guys. It's, it's, it's very, very different. Um, I don't know whether they don't understand my accent or my sarcasm, but... No, I, I <laughs> they miss, just think I you're miss, mean, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I miss the banter of, of, of you guys, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I could see that they think you're mean. Like, in general, right? The British comedy doesn't translate, so the sarcasm would be the same. But they, they got used to the accent by now? It seems, seems like they love you, buddy. Yeah, I think they've got used to my accent. They've got used to my mood swings as well. But um, trying to get them into all different stuff. Uh, Top Boy is one of the, the, the best shows uh, on TV at the moment for them. So they're starting to understand my accent a little bit more. But no, it's just it's just different, you know, and Jim will attest to it. When we played with American boys like on our team in Toronto, they were a little bit different. And not, not that they weren't understanding of our comedy factor but it was just like they were a little bit more straight than what me and jim were and the rest of the guys so that's been an adjustment but we've got a couple of british boys here we've got two or three irish boys a scottish boy playing for us as well and that they bring a little bit more banter to the, to the locker room than your usual uh, uh locker room here in the united states hey deech i gotta ask you uh i saw one of the and during the penalty shootout one of the best penancas i've ever seen to be honest yeah. with you uh did you give him the thumbs up on that? Because my guess is no. And if he had missed it, I said, I would have been more afraid of you biting my nose off. Absolutely not that I fucking give him the thumbs up. Not at all. <laughs> I knew it. Malik <laughs> Foster, right? Was it Malik yeah. Foster? Yeah, he's a little uh, Jamaican boy who's, who's a hell of a player. Um, I don't think he understands how good he can be. Um, but he's had troubles with injuries and he's just come back into the side and he's a real... Uh, impact player for us, as I would say. And he, he came on. We've been practicing penalties for the last couple of days and never once did he try that Paneka. So <laughs> for him to have the, the balls the size of watermelons to go up there and, and do that in that moment, it was the fourth penalty as well. So yeah. it was squeaky bum time for, for, for that moment. And uh, just shows you like the belief he's got. But you're right. Yeah. If he missed that or that hit the crossbar, I don't think you would have seen him for a couple of days because there was a few of us that would have maybe put him in the lake, uh, Folsom Lake. I, I I could have seen you on the sidelines, DJ. I'd imagine you'd be like, <laughs> "You lucky bastard!" <laughs> for sure. Well, my my actual comment, my so the the, the coach Briggsy was wasn't watching. He he was like, "I can't watch this. I can't watch this." So he turned around <laughs> and um, he he thought he actually missed because. The crowd was actually, they were kind of stunned in silence a little bit. There was a part of the crowd cheering, but some of the crowd didn't even realize what a Paneka was. So they thought that he'd actually missed and hit the top of the net. Um, and Briggs, he shouted around, he's gone, has he fucking missed it? I've gone, you will not fucking believe what he's just done. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he's put it in the back of the net, but he, the way he's put it in the back of the net, unbelievable. And then the celebration, and he'd just come back from a kind of serious knee injury as well. And he nearly done his knee after the second somersault, which he tried to complete. But um, it was great. It was just a great night and all. And then obviously uh, our captain, Roro Lopez, who's had a distinguished career, scores the winner as well. And I think it was just a, a whole combination of, of like emotions that night because we put so much effort into it. You, you know what it's like going into extra time as well. And 
it's hot as balls here as well, guys. I've got to say, like, it's like the heat is relentless, yeah. relentless here, even at like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. So it was just like, I think it was a relief of emotions that we got the win, but we've we, we done it with the first time ever in the semifinals for this club. So now we've gone through to the final and who knows, you know, anything can happen in the final. We're just delighted as a club and as an organisation to, to finally get over that line and, and push through USL as well, because a lot of people kind of look down on USL in the sense that these players are either at the end of their career, they couldn't play in MLS or they've played in MLS or they're not good enough to play in MLS. So I think there's a lot of positives in, in that sense that a lot of players have proved people wrong. I think it's great for the league as well, uh, or great for the, the game uh, as well uh, throughout because seeing a lower division team make it to the final, which we haven't seen I think since 2008, lower division side hasn't actually won the competition since 1999. It's an unbelievable achievement what you've done. Three MLS teams on the bounce one more to go, Orlando, who will look good in the uh, in their semifinal, quite honestly. And uh, it's been great to watch. Uh, have you found that that has been a distraction from the league? Because you haven't won in the last four in the league. Um, I know Charleston are struggling. They are a struggling side, but they're going to probably see you guys as, as an opportunity after that uh, good night out you had the other night. For sure. I mean, Charleston are going to be licking their lips. We know that. Um, we've got uh, a good... Deep squad here where we'll rotate a couple of players. But the, the problem is, is that we fly home from Charleston on Sunday. We get home for a day and then we've got to travel to New Mexico for a game on Tuesday or Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday the game is. So a lot of travel for us. And as, as we mentioned, like you can have those games in hand, but when they're coming thick and fast and you're getting injuries and players that are starting to feel knocks, you're, you're starting to schedule your games and starting to understand, listen, we have to start, we're, we're going to start running out of games soon because we need to start picking up points. So it's an amazing achievement for this group and I don't want to take anything away from them, but they also have to understand that, that uh, the league championship is, is probably the most important part of the season. What we've done as a club in getting through to this US Open Cup and beating MLS clubs is, is going to be like in history. We know that, we understand that, but you're only as good as your league season as a club and, and that's what the fans, the owners and, and people involved with the club really, really think about. Yeah. You know how you know the U.S. Open Cup was a big deal? Uh, up here, obviously, a lot of Canadians don't really get access to it or see it. Maybe they don't even have paid attention to it. Uh, but I had to watch it on a legal stream and I had to watch three of them because the ESPN Plus stream kept getting spiked, which means lots of people were doing the same thing. So people were loving it. And to quote Jimmy Brennan, the atmosphere looked amazing in that place. Uh, and I loved when everyone put up their iPhones, put up their flashlights in the, in the 88th minute or something. Is that, is that a yeah. regular thing that they do? No, it's not. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of strange at the moment because where our stadium is, is, is bang in the middle of, of Cal Expo, which is basically the equivalent of Exhibition Place down in, in Toronto, where, where BMO Stadium is. So we're bang in the middle of it. And at the moment, the Cow Expo Fair is on. So you've got uh, like a backdrop of flying saucers and <laughs> all kinds of fun fair rides going on in the background. And then you've got the, the phones, the candles that were going on during the game where they, they dimmed the lights a little bit. And it was just, it's a really kind of old school vibe there Jim where you know Craig like a little bit like a, an old Colchester or Barnet kind of feel where yeah. it's really tight stadium 
yeah, fans yeah. are really close. Um, and it, it kind of sums up the atmosphere that you get, especially on, on evening nights. And we have to play in the evenings, even league games now, because it's so hot during the day. We can't play in the afternoon. But mm. that was just, I think it, it kind of, it was a real um, eye-opener for, for me and for my family who were in the crowd as well. And they said, it, it's so nice to be at a, a game where the fans are just so behind the team, regardless of the result. They're just, they're, they're very proud of their local team going this far in, in the tournament. And there was people at the stadium the other day that's never been to the stadium. So if we can kind of reach out to them and get more more fans kind of following us and, and wanting to come to league games as well, then we've, we've done our job. We've, we've marketed the club pretty well and we've, we've branded it in the sense that there is a, a soccer football club in Sacramento that you can get behind and we're pretty successful. So come out and you'll enjoy yourself and they'll make the most of it. It's like $2 beers and $2 margaritas. So you'd be right at home, Jim, if you come down. Did you say $2? $2, dollars, my friend. <laughs> hey, Dunlop, no. tell them how much you paid the other day at a TFC match. Oh, buddy. Uh, $19 is a beer now. <laughs> what? $19, man, for the 28 ounce of water. Yeah. 19 bucks. Oh, yeah. You're just that's premium, the, though. Sure. It that's premium. That's no. premium. What are you saying? Deech, they're, they're selling Bush there? It's Bud probably Light. As good, it's probably as good as Bush, Jim. It's Bud Light <laughs> or Coors Light. <laughs> for two bucks, we'll drink a lot worse than that. I'll tell you that and much. Make, Jesus. Make a little ultra for Jimmy. <laughs> he loves oh, his big lobe. did you listen to the Beer Fest episode? You'd be disappointed. We spent the hey. whole time at Beer Fest in a Corona tent. Have you listened to one of our shows, Jim? Uh, since you left, yeah, like one I podcast. To, so no, I listen to <laughs> I listen to bits and pieces in like on the way to to training in the morning. But it's like I'm leaving my house at seven in the morning, so it's just your your voice is really drowning out my uh, tiredness, to be quite honest. And sometimes you wake me up, and sometimes you send me to sleep even more. But <laughs> I heard a little bit of the, the the trouble that was caused at that beer fest, so I just wish it. I'm actually glad I wasn't there because it probably would have kicked off with me and Jimmy at some point. Yeah. And you heard the tunes. Right? <laughs> the tunes were bouncing, yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I saw I saw a little bit of the Instagram video as well. That the DJ used to DJ at, at Toronto as well, at the That's outside right. parties, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good yeah. guy. Great guy. But talking about like going back to like the streaming and stuff like that, Danny, and just it, the game being um available in Canada. I got so many nice notes from obviously through through 40 Prime, but just from like Bill Manning, the president of Toronto FC, sent me a really nice note. Uh John Herdman sent me a, a really nice voice message as well. So mm -hmm. I'm really appreciative of that. And it just goes to show that a lot of people are still keeping an eye on me and wanting me to do well. I know you guys have obviously got my back, but there's a lot of people keeping keeping an eye on on, on what I'm doing here and as you know, I've had to had to move away from Toronto to try and progress to where I eventually want to get to. And I'm just happy that it's all going well at the moment because it could have gone tits up, really. So yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that it's going well. Well, we know, so, Deej, that it was a risk for you to do what you did. It was a massive, you know, you could have been very comfortable here in Toronto, you know, staying at the club, coaching youth teams, doing whatever. I know you had ambitions to do better. You wanted to better yourself as a coach and get that experience and give yourself that opportunity. And, you know, we're proud of you for doing it. We miss you on this show. Absolutely, we do. But yeah. we're actually really excited. And it certainly brings a lot to us as well to follow our favorite USL team now, Sacramento Republic. <laughs> you know, you, you went down there. You made 
from years ago is uh, running a club. Tell us about the club as well. I mean, for the player makeup, what is the team? Is it a young team, a veteran team? Is it a blend? What, what, what is it? So it's a real mix, to be quite honest, Shams. The, the, the team last season was not very good. There wasn't a very good um, atmosphere within the group. There was a lot of players that had been here for three or four years. And I don't know if you know in USL, there's not many long-term contracts that are signed. They're normally one plus ones. So you have an option at the end of your year. And normally if you've done well or you haven't done well, you're, you're released or you're kept on. But there wasn't a good vibe within within the group last year. So when I knew I was coming here, I'd sat down and spoke with, with the GM, uh, Todd Donovan, and also the head coach. And we spoke about what kind of characters and personalities we need to bring in. And we wanted to bring in guys that had been winners, but also guys that are good in the locker room, guys that understand the project, as you, as you want to call it. And guys that had, had been around the league, but also we'd spoken to teammates or coaches that they'd worked with and that they were solid people and we, we needed solid people. And it's really shown that to be quite honest so far in the season, they're a, they're a group that police themselves and Jim and Craig will attest to it. If you've got a locker room that polices itself, it takes a lot of load off the coaches and the staff because you're really thinking and, and talking and preparing for games instead of worrying about what's going on behind the scenes in the locker room or off the off the pitch itself. But these guys, they get along together very, very well. It's a totally different setup, totally different resources than, than I had at, at the MLS in Toronto, which is one of the biggest clubs in MLS. But it's something that I feel has helped me within my coaching development, to be quite honest. Yeah. The other thing too, Deech, is when you look at what you have now and what you've built, you have to be so strategic now in players that you bring in because you don't want to disrupt that that dressing room now, do you? For sure. And that's, that's a big thing. And, you know, when when you are a pretty successful team, you, you now start to have players, agents calling up about next season already or do you want to bring this guy in? But for me, if you're, if you're a head coach or a GM now, you really have to do your homework on players and not only the talent that they obviously have because they're playing at a decent level, but I mean, stats is such a big thing now in, in goals scored or like for the goalkeeper that we have at the moment, Danny Vitello, he, he was goalkeeper of the year two years ago for Pittsburgh. And then he kind of dropped out of the team a bit, but we knew that if we could get his head right again, that he would be a solid goalkeeper, a solid backup and a, a real good character for us. So he's just an example of of the type of player we wanted to bring in and the, the character, the personality that would mix and gel with the other personality and characters and winners. We brought a couple of guys in from the league below, League One, USL League One, but they'd won the championship. And we, we wanted to bring in winners within this group as well because that also, that kind of breeds across the rest of the group and in training and in certain games where they've been through that, that, that semi-final, final experience. And there's not a lot of that experience that you can, can bring into a, a, a USL team unless guys have dropped out of the MLS or you're bringing guys in from a foreign country where you really don't know what kind of personality and characters they are. You talk about the, uh, the fans, right? 11,000 was at that game uh, this past week, right? I mean, it's an amazing atmosphere. That like, How was their, their sophistication? Uh, you mentioned that a lot of them didn't know what Panenka was, for example. When you compare them to the way the game's grown up here, 
you know, that the fan base from 2007 to 2022 has changed so much. Are they, are they an educated fan base? Um, it's, it's tough to say because I haven't really met a lot of them. Obviously, I see them at the stadium. Um, we have a large Latino uh, kind of community here in Sacramento. So there's a lot of um, South American, a lot of Central American, a lot of Mexican uh, culture here as well. Um, but I would say that we are more of a community club in the sense that it's kind of a hipster club, as you would call it, Sham. So a little bit like we had in Toronto back in the day where Liberty Village, we had a lot of fans coming from there. And um, it was the new thing to do, being at a Toronto FC game. But here in Sacramento, it's a little bit different because the, the club was formed in 2014. They had success in the first year, but it's kind of been on and off since then. So I think you have your Fairweather fans and you have a lot of soccer community youth clubs come out with, with their players trying to market the team that way. But I wouldn't say they're as experienced or as, or as knowledgeable as, as Toronto FC fans. But one thing I see there at that ground is you don't see in some other professional uh, sports is that there was a really good atmosphere there. There was it was really there was great fandom there. And I think the experience that the fans had. Uh, they they will come back. Uh, you guys do average very good crowds in USL generally, even in the league, though, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like, I think when it's a full house, I think there was 12,000 there the other night because there was a standing section there as well that they, they didn't really count. But they make a, a, a big noise in there. There's some some drummers that come in and there's some supporters groups that come in from, from, from different parts of, of California that support the team. Um, and when we played San Jose recently, that was kind of a derby because they're an, only an hour down the road. So they brought a lot of fans across as well. So the more we can kind of set up those games and, and those kind of atmospheres, the better it is going to be for the club and the better experience is going to be for the fans themselves. And then they'll want to come back in week in, week out, Craig. But obviously, the experience of what they're watching on, on the field is, is a massive point as well for them because if they're watching drab draws, nil-nil draws, that's going to affect their their decision-making and wanting to come back next week as well. Have you used your connects yet, Deets, to set up a game of golf with Gareth Bale? Not yet. No, he's <laughs> he's, he's not on my level. My, I've, I've gone up to a high level now, Craig, the amount of golf I'm playing. <laughs> nice. You're too far away from L.A. to hook up with Bale anyway. Exactly. They're Southern, they're Southern California. We're Northern California. What I would say, guys, like I, I've been – to California a lot. Even when I was a player back in England, we used to come across on vacations and we'd always go to Southern California. I think that's that's the, the spot where everyone goes to, the beach. There's You've got Disneyland down there. You've got San Diego. But coming to Northern California has really opened my eyes. And for me, it's, I think it's a, a, a Muskoka on steroids, this real hidden gem. There's like lakes, there's rivers, there's trails, there's like trees that I've never ever seen before in my life that massive like the sequoias that my missus went to the other day it's just beautiful. a few redwoods a few redwoods I mean like we're an hour away from Lake Tahoe so the, Ooh, the landscape nice place. Of is, is beautiful like really really like breathtaking at times so there's times where I really really miss Canada and Toronto and there's times when I look out my window and go okay there's a palm tree there's a swimming pool there's heat <laughs> 
<laughs> I can go down to the river and paddleboard in five minutes. I can go on a trail and look at mountains and you go, you know what? You're one lucky son. I remember back in the day, because Deech and I, we, we were roommates, and uh, you always had the vision of getting to California. San Diego was one of your, your destinations where you're like, I need to Correct. get to California yeah. at some point. And you did it, man. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it was always our our dream of trying to get to California and settle there as, as a family. But once we hit Toronto, we we, we were actually so at home there. We, we loved it. We The kids were Canadianized straight away. Within the first six weeks, they were telling me how to talk English. And I was like, cheeky bastards. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's probably been more difficult for the kids in a sense that they have so many friends, they've grown up in Toronto, they're, they're school buddies and stuff like that. So yeah. that that's probably that's probably harped on me more than anything in did I make the right move? Have I been selfish in a sense of taking them out of their their kind of comfort zone and where they've grown up for the past fifteen years or so. But they are so happy. Lorenzo's hitting dingers in baseball with his new baseball team. Uh, my daughter Alessia starts school in in a week's time two weeks time she's really excited about that she loves um where we live and she's really really at home so that that settles my mind a little bit more because you always kind of think there's always that 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 decision at the back of your mind did i make the right decision you know but with the success that we've had with the team and as i said where i'm living every day and waking up every day is just just checking off every box at the moment that I have made the right decision. Hey, Deej, do you remember when we used to room together and I used to just stare at you in the mornings when you opened your eyes <laughs> and you used to get so mad at me? I'd be just lying there naked, just staring at him and he'd wake up and you're like, what the fuck were you stop staring at me? <laughs> so, there's, so, there's, so there's one morning, right? Deej wakes up and he goes to the washroom and just lying in bed and he's like, holy shit. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. And he comes into the, into, the, into the bedroom. I said, what's up, man? He goes, Jimmy, look at my tongue. Look at my tongue. His tongue was black like this. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Picture a guy, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, coming in with this solid black tongue. I thought he was dying. Remember, I fell off my bed. I was like, Deech, you're scaring the shit out of me right now. I'm freaking out. What's going on? Because <laughs> he was sick and the doctor gave him this medication. And so, like all this um, stuff, remember it turned your tongue black. <laughs> I thought it was either I was crying, or it was one of those skull uh, pouches you gave me, Jim, the previous night. Uh, one of those tobacco pouches you gave me. Oh, uh, no, snus. Yeah, one of I those. Thought he was, I thought he was dead. <laughs> hey, hey do, you, do you have time quickly for uh, for old time stake for prosperity? Uh, bit of footy picks. Yeah, for before sure. we leave today, yeah, we'll, we'll do a little Premier League preview. Okay. Um, obviously, it starts next week. Uh, but can can you? I know you're you're in pub, a public space right now. But could you could you do the, you know, the song for us? Could you? I'm in I'm in a reception where uh, there's a lot of people just sitting down to have their breakfast. So I don't, if I start getting weird looks or escorted out by uh, the Charleston <laughs> police, then you know. But yeah, we can do it. Awesome. All right. All right. There's no wonder, but you know, three, two, one, take it away. It's forty pigs, it's forty pigs, it's forty pigs, <laughs> on forty pigs. <laughs>
<laughs> Using the glass for amplification, amazing. Yes. Oh, I've got a tear in my eye right now. Oh, it's a tear in my eye. There's some kids looking at me from across the breakfast uh, <laughs> thinking, like, who's that weird dude over there? Yeah, they're, 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 so weird. they're eating grits for breakfast. They're eating grits yeah, for breakfast. Grits, they're weird. You're right. Uh, Dish, very quickly, obviously, last year, uh, you nailed it with the Chelsea pick. You know how Lukaku was going yeah. to be the difference maker. You, know, you nailed that. So so give us a, a very quick, like, a minute or so, your thoughts on, on who's doing what this year in the Prem. Go. Well, being as Man City have played without a striker for the last three or four years, uh, uh, a recognised striker, even though Jesus has gone to Arsenal and scoring goals, it's hard to, to dismiss them playing with a striker now in Haaland, who's an absolute beast. Um, but there's a couple of teams that have added some nice pieces. I still think Chelsea are, are, are going to be decent. Um, they've added some really nice bits and pieces. I think they'll add another big signing. They're trying to get rid of Werner. But I think Tottenham, as everyone's talking about, under Conte are going to be a very difficult team, hard team to play against. Uh, you could see kind of what was going on just before the season finished and they had a couple of big results against a couple of the big teams up there. Um, it's just a matter of whether they can be consistent. And uh, as we spoke about through our experience of playing in the cup week in, week out, the big part of of trying to win the Premier League is how you manage your European games during the midweek when it when it comes so clustered in that, that winter months, you know, especially if you've come out of the group stages. So, I feel if if Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City, and obviously Liverpool, who have brought in a new striker who's getting a lot of stick, I'm not, I'm not too sure about why he's getting so much stick, Shams, because he's had a couple of bad preseason games, Nunes, but he's obviously got big big shoes to fill um, with with obviously the departure of of Mane, who bangs at least 20 goals a season in all competitions. But I feel Man City will be the team to beat again. So that means, obviously, that Chelsea will win the title. Beauty. Well, you know, you, you, like I said, you, you nailed it last year. So uh, you, you have a lot of credibility with your picks on, on Footy you. Prime. All games, by the way, can be found on Fubo TV this year. We'll get more into that that next week. But uh, Deech, listen, mate, I know you gave us half an hour. It's 34 minutes now. But uh, keep loving life, mate. Congratulations with the team. And uh, you know you're welcome on this show anytime, right? You know, you, you can, you know, answer, answer your texts and WhatsApp messages and jump on anytime. <laughs> Even if you're driving to training, just jump on. Yeah. yeah. And jump we on. know that you and we know that you look at your texts because it says red. <laughs> just don't reply. <laughs> it's true, but I could be I could be up to something at that moment, Jim, and that's why I'm not replying. For five days? Ooh, California living. <laughs> California, he's paddle boarding. He doesn't carry the phone on the paddle. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. He's, he's in the he water somewhere. Balance yet, right, buddy? Hey, Big but what on it what I think would be a good thing, guys, is if you could come down to Orlando possibly and do a little show from down there for the final. At least one or two, you could pop down to the final. It's a short, short yeah, we'll, plane we'll, ride for you guys. I don't know. We'll I think dip Wonger, into the, uh, Wonger, the budget. Wonger blew the budget. Did he? Going well, to the East Coast. Trip to, trip to New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fish and mackerel. <laughs> we've been we've been feeding uh, Wong's uh, family for the last six months through the free yeah. prime budget. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he, he deserves is, it. He's getting new kitchens put in. Like Jesus, nothing's coming somewhere. I don't know where else it is. But maybe we need a new money guy. Have we, have we thought about that? Maybe <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't let Wong or have all the money. Oh, who out of us? Who would be the most responsible? 
Let's give it to Jimmy. I'll take it, guys. <laughs> we'll have a great party. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we'll be getting fined every week. Teach, <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. Really enjoyed this, of course. And yeah, killing it out there. Keep doing that, pal. All right. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Love you all. See you, buddy. Love you too, yeah, buddy. buddy. That's Legend. the one and only Daniele Dicchio. Deech, oh, back in the show for a while. Do you feel a little bit awkward there, Jimmy? It's like, you know, the ex shows up and we all, we all still love her. <laughs> Not at all, man. Deech and I are good friends. Good friends, teammates, roomies. If he comes back to Toronto, though, you know you're the first one out, eh? Am I out? <laughs> you better hope he's successful in Sacramento. <laughs> Last in, first out. Uh, already I'm getting the elbow. <laughs> all right, fellas, anything else you want to touch? Or uh, are, we all, are we done here? Uh, I think we got to go another 10 minutes to fit the ad breaks in. Isn't that the, isn't that the policy now? Do we have to? Really? Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you read the well, What the hell are we going to talk about? There's a lot of things to talk about. Let's start with baseball. Everybody loves baseball. No, hey, don't. Did you see uh, Bernadeski was at the Jays game last night? See the chemistry you and I have, Charles? Still, we'll never lose that, it, pal. That, when we, when we're both booed out to the side, we'll start our own podcast. That was exactly my point. I love that, you know, he's getting fully immersed in the city. They're bringing him out to all the sites. He got to see the, the Jays beat up on my Tigers. They, they gave him a jersey. And uh, his names stretch all the way down to his lower back, like one of his first tattoos. I'd say, though, when you see that stuff being, you know, prated out, it's like, oh, yeah, the Jays jumping on the bandwagon, you know, let's piggyback this hype, shall we, for a while. Let's bring in the, the sexy Italian from TFC. Like, shut up, Jays. Just stop it. you got 40000 a game these days. You don't need to do that. It annoys me. <laughs> it annoys you when – come on, man. You're not <laughs> it doesn't annoy me. It doesn't annoy me. I don't care. Oh, okay. Jesus. This is a busy weekend. Some, uh, is it? In, in the city, it's Carabana weekend. It's uh, The Jays are playing the Tigers, which means all of uh, the southwestern Ontario transplants will be going to the ballpark. It's a Veld Music Festival, which is like the ultra, the, the, this big house music festival up at Woodbine. Oh. So you picked the right uh, year to move out to the suburbs, Charms. Yeah, no kidding, eh? Yeah, there's nothing going on there. Believe in me. the NHL, Adidas is dropping the NHL. Oh, Have really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Did not see that. When their contract runs out, a seven-year deal, they're going to get out of it. Really? So Wonga should be calling ah. Adidas right now. There's some money available. Mm. Did you see this? Um, did you see it? In hockey anyway. Have you seen this? Uh, Zion Williamson, NBA, right, has a weight clause in his new $193 million deal. Yeah. Right? So he's got to be at regular weigh-ins and can't obviously put on too many pounds. Anything similar to that in... Uh, in your contracts, I know obviously they keep close tabs and there's fines on that. On the fines for back in the pounds on? Oh, yeah. I remember when uh, at the end of the season, you would get weighed and then you had to come back within five pounds. Really? Other, other five, pounds. five pounds. So over the summer. So, so would that be, would you bathe yourself or would you just go hard for a couple of weeks and then really go hard for a couple, couple of weeks? Cause really you only had what, six weeks. So yeah. the first two weeks was go have fun, go enjoy yourself. And then you'd start to after week three, week four, then start ramping things up and training a little bit, a few times a week. And- Most guys didn't have a problem with their weight, but there was always a couple. Oh yeah. Always a couple. John Hartson 
three weeks off, comes back like 18 pounds overweight. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, that's what, the hard what, thing to do. Where are you now, Craig? Like, where after what, 20 years retired? Like, how much, where's your weight compared to your playing weight now? I'm the same as I was my playing weight. Yeah. You don't change, do you? No matter what you do. Yeah, Jimmy, you've not really just get a, just a melting ice screen cone. Other than that, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? Are you are you much heavier than when you played? You don't look. No, I'm heavy. about five pounds off my playing weight. How many? Sorry. Yeah. No, five, 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 five stone. No, five six pounds off my playing weight. Really? Good yeah. for you, buddy. But uh, when you used to have to go back to preseason um, the, with this five-pound clause, were you, were you doing the, the boxer's uh, heat bag to, to sweat it out? Oh, yeah. Garbage stuff? garbage bag on. Exactly. exactly. Cutting weight yeah. before the weight. Yeah. Honestly, they, that's what happened. Or they lay in the ba- a hot bathtub yeah. for half an hour, and that would just take off a few pounds right there. Yeah. There was someone else in, in football, I forget who it was, NFL, and there was a clause in this recent contract which meant he had to do video sessions. Kyler Murray. And, and was it? Yeah. Okay. And because mm-hmm. he signed a huge deal, right? Two hundred million. That's quarterback, right? Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Yeah. And and now he he went public and he was all pissed off and they've actually now taken that out of his contract. But you see, yeah, a two hundred million insult. dollar contract. Yeah, obviously, he's not a guy that, that wants to study, right? Clearly, that's the team's concern. Anything, anything remotely like that in football? No. Listen, with with that situation as well, he he was pissed off. Because in order for him to get that contract, he studies every single game. And that's why he's, he's so good. And he was thinking, this is a bit of an insult now that you're asking me to study. You're, you're offering me this monster contract because obviously I do my homework. And now you're putting it in the contract for my work that I already do. And that's a good point, though, isn't it, right? Uh, you obviously, I'm obviously doing something right. Maybe I'm not the most studious of quarterbacks, but I'm doing something right. So I, I get that, but. I don't know, Craig, anything you can remember from your football days outside of weight? Was any kind of weird clauses in, in contracts? Don't go water skiing. Don't go ATV. Oh, like yeah, well, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, quite honestly, I never did it anyway. You know, I had chances to go water skiing and chances to do things in the summer. But you hear too many horror stories of guys that have blown out knees and career-ending inj- injuries and things like that. It's just not worth it. For as short as your career is, do all that stuff after, but don't risk injury doing something like that. Yeah. That's why Paul Salteri wanted to kill Charms because he probably had the same thing going through his. Do I really need hey, to play in this charity game for friends? Well, there might be he chose to out. play in that match. I tell you, I tell you a prime example, right? And Craig's right. In the offseason, like you, you'd stay away from a, an awful lot of things that you know your buddies or other people were doing. Do you remember Nicholas Lindsay from Toronto FC? Remember the young kid? Yeah, Nicholas yeah. Lindsay just, wasn't yeah, wasn't he Rodney from Only Fools and Horses? <laughs> he was <laughs> Nicholas, yeah, might, Nicholas Lindsay right. was was Rodney. Anyway, so sorry, a different Rodney. anyways with him, uh, I think it was the off season, and he went snowmobiling with his buddies and messed up his knee, and then that was that was him pretty much finished. Jesus, can you imagine? There that? you go. And that and that kid had all all the talent as well. He's great, great mm, kid, good really? footballer. Had a, a good end to the season, off season, goes out with his buddies, one stupid little move, and all of a sudden his knee's blown, done. So that's there why the go. importance. Now, that's that's a young guy getting in, right? Could have been worth some good money. But imagine 
you know, you've, you've just bought a player for 50 million. And you're thinking, okay, I've got this guy for the next four years. And all of a sudden now in the offseason, he goes and does something stupid. Well, his career's over. I've just lost 50 million on this player. And that's why they're so strict on it. They don't want you to do anything that's going to get yourself that, injured. That new uh, Leafs goaltender, Samsonov, he, uh, I think in his first year in the NHL, he blew his knee out in an ATV accident offseason. Yeah. I think it was uh, his, well, his knee, wasn't it? What are you doing on these four-wheelers and snowmobiles that extreme that you're doing knees like that? You're doing tricks? Like, just ride the damn thing. <laughs> just yeah. put it around some property, you know, with a beer in your hand. Honestly, my God. There's, you guys <laughs> must have played with guys, though, that were, like, big motorcycle enthusiasts, right? A lot of these guys grow up, like, fantasizing, wanting a Harley one day. Then they get, you know, some real professional footballer money. They they want to treat themselves to a Harley, right? They must have to keep that the, the real ones must have to keep that on the down low though hardcore or they convert themselves into being muscle car heads which is what that- uh, ricardo Quaresma did uh he may have always been into muscle cars but at barcelona he bought a motorcycle frank reichardt said you if, if you ever ride that thing you'll never play again and if you know the story at barcelona he didn't play much he didn't play much wasn't it uh Adrian Sirio really into motorbikes yeah he builds them he builds, builds them right yeah was he doing that when he played uh yeah yeah, no, he was always into it. Same with Ian Wright. There's loads of guys that had had motorbikes, Harleys. Yeah. And... Yep. Adrenaline junkies. Yeah. Something I love about that engine. Yeah, I could see you with a Harley up there in the country there, buddy, for sure. Yeah. I want one. Be amazing. Oh, I want a bike so badly. I want before. I, I really want a bike. Yeah, you told the story Nothing about like running it. out of gas on the highway or something, right? You were flying yeah. on the highway. Yeah, I had to do the old reserve tank switch on the highway. That was fun. Yeah. Make sure you fill yeah. out your donor card, so. Oh, stop it, Craig! Come on, no, but, but for charms, this was you had the bike you until can, you what? can save a lot of lives. You can save an awful lot of lives. I have my my card's filled out, but I'm not sure anyone wants yeah, me. <laughs> Any part of me? It's but like you nah. got a donor. You got a donor cycle. You got to get one. <laughs> so now we know what Craig feel how Craig feels about uh, crotch rockets. Okay, good. They're fun though. They're a lot of fun, but uh, I wouldn't get a crush rocket. But I love them. Yeah, I love them. There's just too many other people on the road. It's not the the bikers. It's the uh, idiot car drivers. That's the problem. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have mm-hmm. your safety zone around you. Anyway, um, that's it, boys. It's 45 minutes now. Can we go now? Yeah, we filled it <laughs> out enough, eh? We're so professional. Sorry, I'm so professional. We 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 found a way to to meet out this podcast. It was fun though, chatting with Deech. Once again, it'd be another six years till we speak to him again. But yeah. uh, maybe one of these days we'll, we'll get a trip down to the States and have a little visit, eh? What do you think? But I love, he challenged us, though. He challenged us to make a footy prime away day trip to Orlando. And Jimmy, let's fucking do it, man. Okay, let's go. What a weekend that would be. Oof. It's September, right? It's like mid go to Disney World? September 7th? Is it that early? September, September 7th, 7th, is it? Okay. So okay. road trip. Let's get one of those big RVs. Oh, buddy. I'll get the captain's hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's driving this uh, this uh, RV to nowhere? Wonger? We trust some Wonger to drive it? Yeah. We'd sit in the back, have a couple of pops. Yeah, of course. I know I, you want the captain's hat. I knew you weren't going to drive. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's work on that, boys. We've got a few, uh, few weeks still. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Keep 
following us, keep liking us, subscribing to us, buying newspapers. We'll see you on Sunday. Just listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 